Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. It's Cheltenham again. It comes around quickly at this time of year, doesn't it? And it's, I guess, what we'd call the first proper, proper meeting. At the home of jumps racing of the National Hunt season, three days of very, very good action to look forward to. Some of the lovely small field novice chasers that we love and some rather more boring competitive handicaps. Uh, here to help me find a few winners is Big James Watson. How are we, mate? Hello, doing really well. Um, an excellent weekend last weekend with America uh, and racing over here uh, at Wayne Canton. So some nice races seen and uh, Charlie Appleby domination and proving once again that not only is he a top fella, he's a top trainer as well and dominated over there. Um, and also, Yabir was quick enough to win the Breeders' Cup turf, so even better for, for Turf Talk listeners. So, yeah, looking forward to this weekend. Uh, there's a few that have caught the eye so far, um, and we're slowly warming back up. The Tizard treble today has got the juices flowing, so um, hopefully the uh, good form can continue. Yeah, we did well last weekend, didn't we, Jim? I think I think overall, a little bit good at that. We were one horse off from getting back-to-back double naps as well, but senior citizen ran well. Uh, be made me look silly after I called him too slow on a Melbourne Cup horse. <laughs> Maybe Charlie Appleby knows more about horses than me. Who would have guessed? <laughs> Who would have uh, We aren't going to go race by race by, uh, sorry, on, on the Friday at Cheltenham. Uh, there's so much to fit in this weekend. So I'll just throw it over to Jim. What what horses are you going to be keenest to see on Friday? The first race, uh, Scatman I'm looking forward to seeing. He's 11-4 to 4 and I wasn't as fortunate as Lewis to, to have a nice, decent price on him. Um, but he was very close to being my horse to follow for this season. Um, what he did to President and County at, at Musselburgh was very impressive. He's point-to-point form from beating Barbados Bucks. Lieutenant Rocco, Lively Citizen, who are all nice horses now. Um, but he made a nice return in what I think will turn out to be a nice race. The second has won this afternoon, uh, and there's some nice horses in behind him there. Uh, into a handicap for the first time off a mark of one two two. I think he's entirely fair. Um, probably slightly generous, if anything. Lorcan Williams takes the three off as well to help. Um, I, I, I think he'll, he will go close no matter what. I, he's got an entry in the intermediate on the Saturday, but um, judging by the fact he's jocked up for this, I, I think uh, he will take all the beating. And if you can get anything of 11-4 to 4 now, uh, I'd be taking it as soon as possible. Um, and I wasn't as fortunate enough to be on a nice price as, as much as Lewis, as I've said. Um, my next race, it will be the one after, is the Paddy Power Handicap Chase. Uh, and it'll be Magic Saint, uh, won this race last year, uh, well, in 2020, in 2020, off a mark of 152. Um, back to a mark of 152 here. Angus Chalida takes his five off, um, which will be helpful as well. Had wind surgery since the Weatherby run, uh, which was a, a nice enough pipe opener. Uh, nothing special, but... Um, you were expecting him to kick on after winning this last year, especially being uh, horses like Fanny and Destreval beat the judge on the slopes at the time, who we thought were fairly solid uh, at, at the two-mile division, but uh, was out of his depth in, in other sorts of races throughout the season. But uh, back to a mark of uh, 152 with the five off, I think he'll go very close here. Uh, won it under Brian Carver last year, so uh, experience in the saddle isn't something necessarily needed with him. Um, 
who isn't looking forward to seeing the chasing debut of my Drogo, but I, I, I just want him to go around. Uh, and my other one uh, will be in the cross-country race, which is Diesel Dallier, uh, now with Richard Bandy, uh, Harry Bannister takes the ride, won this race in 2019, um, beating Erjan de Gregan, Sheik name, uh, Kingswell Theatre, um, off a, a, a fair mark lower than this, but um, on 137 here he's been running consistently over cross country races for all of last year in France um, was fourth as well in, in 2020 behind Easy's Land Tiger Roll in, in the cross country at Cheltenham so um, far around the fences he's solid he's only eight um, and in a race that I think is pretty poor on the renewal this year he's probably the most solid uh, in there for me uh, and then on nothing really else on the on the Friday. The 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 novice hurdle is a nice race, but no strong opinions on it. I think the top two will will be there or thereabouts, taking all the beating. All fair, that mate. Yeah, like you said, I've I've been able to get a decent enough price on Scatman William Hill was the first to price up this morning, and they put him at sixes. Uh, he's eleven to four now. I, I was I was lucky enough to spot that and and take a fair chunk of it. If I'm honest, his his point to point form is very very good. He beat uh, Lieutenant Rocco and Barbados Bucks in a point at Dromahane before he was sold for 170 grand. You know, there there to 140 plus horses, slow though they may be, he was able to beat them over three miles. So that that'll be his his game at some point. Two out of two uh, as a novice hurdler. So far, I don't think he has his novice status anymore because he only, he only won his first start in March. But say, claim the scalp of President Counting, who's now rated in the mid-140s as a chaser on his debut at Musselburgh and just edged out Yggdrasil. Last time out at Newton Abbott uh, uh, about a month ago, Yggdrasil's won all the fences today. The form's taking a boost there. And Scatman just looked like he wanted further. You could say that about the runner-up as well, but... The Paul Nichols horse just looked in control up, up Newton Abbott's short running. I think he'd have only been more impressive the further they'd gone up to two and a half miles today. Uh, one, two, two is surely going to be workable for this horse and I wouldn't be surprised if he had close to £15 ahead of his mark given the potential he's shown already doing things that really shouldn't be his, his game in the long term. Uh, so Scatman's a horse I'm most looking forward to seeing on the Friday. I agree with Jim. On Magic Saint, I think this race will set set up really well for him. Can't believe he's only seven. <laughs> it's mad. I feel like he's been around for years. If you'd have genuinely, if you'd have said to me how old Magic Saint, I'd have said ten or eleven. He's been on the go since 2017, though, in enlisted hurdles. That's insane to me, but yeah, I, I actually agree with you. I rather, I rather like him. Wouldn't would it be two against Editor Dajit as well, who I, I was keen on that ask at last time out, just came sadly to the end of his tether when he unseated, but Niall Hooligan gets on and takes five pounds off. And I think he's, he merits his his place as a one forty horse now, so the fact that he runs off one three five uh, makes him of interest again. My Drogo should win. I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of wise guys on Twitter this afternoon saying they're gonna back Jin online. And in fact, she's she's freeze now. Opened at fours on Wednesday afternoon. I'd be disappointed if my draw didn't come and win though. You know, I say I've I've got I've got money on him for the marsh already. I backed him after 
after the last Cheltenham Festival to win the Marsh at 40 to 1. Uh, I'm very, very happy with that, and I'll bring it up whenever I can just to make myself sound like a clever man, even if he ends up like my last big novice chasing prospect, who was Beakstown. Yeah, the cross-country is a race I don't have an opinion on whatsoever. Nor the Ballymore, I don't really like any novice hurdle above two miles at this time of year. Uh, That's probably it for me at Cheltenham on Friday, Big Jim. Fair enough. A lot of agreement for the Friday. I wonder if it'll be the same for the Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I say we are working from uh, without declarations for uh, Saturday and Sunday's racing. So I say we don't have final fields and it might be a little bit harder to decide who and where we're going with. Uh, The Triumph Hurdle Trail Gym again, no prices. But probably just worth mentioning that Magistrato is jocked up for Paul Nichols and he's a current Triumph Hurdle favourite, is he not? I think he is. And But the Rocky man who they fancied as well on debut uh, in behind, uh, he also faces here and, and a nice horse from Ireland in Bell X1 who will probably be found out by better ones this season being on the go fairly early. But yeah, like you said, Magistrato though looked an absolute machine last time out and um, the form has been... Frank since with Porticello winning that uh, listed race at Weatherby. Um hard work for harder work for him than I was expecting, but um he got he got the job done and, and Frank that form. So uh Magistrato is understandable reason why he's favourite uh for the for the triumph in March and this race more than likely. Um very nice horse to come. Yeah, there's an amateur jockey's handicap chase following that, which could be a decent little affair. If they all rock up, the likes of Definite Plan, um, a winner over course and distance last time out, obviously, and Plan of Attack, potentially coming over from Ireland. Plan of Attack has, has not come close to winning a race for more than two years now. He will still go off about 7-1. to one. And I was more than likely still backing. Yeah, well, he's just the archetype. He's got a big one in him, also, because he? He, he travels really well and his best form makes him look very, very well handicapped. I say that taking the piss of it, but I wouldn't actually be too surprised if he did go and win. Uh, so the first race we have prizes on is pointless because third time look is 2-1 to one on Fav for the grade 2 novices chase. Dancing on my own is 5-1. Mick Pastor's turning up again at 6s. Uh, Captain Tomcat's in there. Sebastopol, Gowerville, Pazvolski, Coolwell. Uh, third time look, he does, if, if he repeats what he did last time out, he'll absolutely murder these could probably stop and have a pint in the Guinness Village on the way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not a, a vintage renewal of this race. and He's just got to go and do it. And he jump the same as what he did last time, dominate the race. Um, there's there's no real question marks about it. Skeletons are launching this challenge on the on the trainers and the jockey's title. And uh, third time, lucky could be a vital part of that. Pazvolski's a horse I mentioned uh, on the last Cheltenham. He was fifth in that conditional jockeys race, and I thought, I thought with a bit more of a stronger ride towards the finish, he could have picked up the pieces again later on. He was he was staying on again, so uh, interesting to go and chase him with him, um, and hopefully for a safe round. There's a nice race in him somewhere. I, I'm sure of it. That's fair, mate. That's very fair. I say that's me saying really, really, really nice things about third time lucky for the first time ever on this podcast. Is that what you call? 
character progress. Uh, the big race comes at 2.15 on Saturday, the Paddy Power Gold Cup. Protectorate is 11-4 to favourite to be Lalor at 6-1. to Christ almighty, people are backing Lalor at 6-1. to uh, Sevens for Aldanta, Tens Midnight Shadow, Twelves Caribbean Boy, Fourteens Zanza, Cool Cody, Galahad Quest, Sixteen Simply the Bets under Bryony Frost. He's really, really interesting, I think, with Paul Nichols now. Twenties bar them a couple of familiar Cheltenham names included, including good old Spirit of the Games and Nietzsche. Uh, normally we go horse by horse for this team, wouldn't we? But we don't have final deck, so it might render that a little bit pointless. Uh, we'd probably be here all week. What's your shortlist for the Paddy Power? Um, I can understand why Protector that's favourite. Um, I think he is the best horse in the race. Um, but if you look at his chasing career, he's had small fields um, where he's not really been... The only time he's really in his, in his career have been in a hustle and bustle of a race will have been the Coral Cup. And he didn't run a bad race in 10th, but he he wasn't up there and about. So this that would be a slight worry for me. Um, I think a mark of 154 is entirely fair. Um, winning that manifesto was last year. The Shunter was a, a cracking cracking horse last year for Emmett Mullins. Hitman maybe hasn't hit the heights as what they expected. Uh, Eldorado Allen was in behind, who's come out and won uh, the Holden Gold Cup at Exeter. Um so I understand why he's favourite, but I'm, I'll be looking to take him on in a race like this, especially a, a competitive handicap. Um, like you said, why people are backing Lalore at sixes is, is, is absolutely beyond me. Al Dancer now with Sam Thomas is a horse up. I think we both had a fair amount of time for. Um, has been running these sorts of races, including this race, when finishing third behind Cole Cody last year. Um, just got a bit lost out in the sticks in the Caspian Caviar and... Uh, in the race at Chatham Street, lad absolutely dominated. Um, I, don't, I, I think of, of the top three in the market, he's probably where I'd be siding with at the minute. But I'm probably going to have a swing at a bigger price in this, and it's going to be Dorstal Phil. Um, now he's, he's becoming a little bit of a cliff horse, but if he's jumping, he's getting slightly better. I think there's a big one in him somewhere. Um, he ran an outstanding race in the Red Room. Um, he finished third over two miles. Uh, Lewis mentioned the other week, Editor de Geek, Solid Doc, uh, Solid Doc, uh, Ferrero Bamboo, Great Diamond. They were all solid two milers last year. Um, and I think that that one was, was fairly creditable enough. He was travelling really well in the race that Asterian Falange won in, uh, at Punchestown. And I, I know there was, he had to jump him to get round, but he was still going well enough when making an error of five out. Um, his his jumping is very questionable, um, and in a race like this, he could get lost towards the back. But he was impressive on Chase debut uh, at Newbury on soft on heavy ground uh, over two miles. And I have always in, been of the opinion two mile four will probably see the best of him. Um, campaigned a lot at two miles last year, and at twenty five to one, he's currently not jocked up. But the, I, I, I'm Sure, there, there has to be a race, a big handicap in him, something like this. Um, mark of 142, I think it could be more generous but um, on what he's shown. But at 25, he's, he's a horse I'd be willing to be with rather than against. Um, Caribbean boy, after winning that 
grade two chase beating Fiddler on the roof and get away Trump, you really expected him to kick on a bit, especially um, in that heavy ground uh, novice chase at Haydock he won as well prior to that. Disappointing behind Dashiell Drasher in the in the graduation chase uh, and, and in the handicap. Um, a, a bit better in the paddy power, but he just... He didn't really get home, and he's a horse that I've never thought I'd stamina question marks with. Um, he was then tried in the top, and where he, he got lost in that as well. Um, I think this season catching him fresh might be might be the best thing to do. The Henderson horses, I, I personally don't think are running as well as they should be. I know he's had a few winners in the last couple of days in novice hurdles and stuff, but I, I, I don't think they're in gear as much as the Nichols Yard have and the Skeletons have so early on. Um, so that would be a slight worry for me but Caribbean boys a horse I, I have a lot of patience for and me and Lewis have been tipping Midnight Shadow to win this race for what feels like bloody ages um, all races of these of this type um, and I'm sure he'll go well for Sue Smith but probably Dostal Phil for me at 25s at the minute I'm, I'm, it's not a race I entirely like to follow the market with so uh, I'd rather be on an each-way price and taking the six, seven places possibly available at the weekend. That's fair enough, mate. Yeah, the, there's two horses in this that are backed for the festival plate last season, which a protector at midnight shadow, and neither of them turned up. <laughs> <laughs> and they were both backed within about three weeks of the race. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a massive. Massive anti-post thing. It was both non-runner, no bet, but... Oh, I was fuming. I thought I'd found the winner twice. Obviously, Protectorate went and won a grade one after that. So I'll forgive him a bit. And he's the right favourite, isn't he? Running off one five four, he could be. An amount, you know, superior to that, the way he was going last season. But I think there are enough reasons, like Jim mentioned, to try and look away from him down the field. Uh, I think Midnight Shadow just goes well here, doesn't they? Yeah, I find it hard to see a word to see a world that he doesn't. You say he always runs well in this. He's never run in this race before. But races are similar, similar events. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, you know, obviously he's won a he, he's won a dipper uh, runner up behind Charm Street lad in the December version of this race last time out and a good. A good third over a track, which I don't think would suit him as well as Cheltenham when he was placed at Aintree last time out without fitness under his belt. He's going to be my main selection in the race, Jim. I just feel he's got to be better than a 147 horse over fences. Not significantly, but she, I, 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 don't, I don't see a world in that he's not, a, he's not a threat in a race of this nature and he's 10 to 1. I just think he's a ridiculously solid each way bet. Looking down the field, Jim, at a slightly bigger price, what do you think about up the straight at 25 to 1? Because that struck me as being potentially where some value could lie. Yeah, I, it was a horse that was beginning to become a bit of a cliff horse towards last season. Um, he had a nice spin round uh, Plumpton in Novice Chase. The, the, he always looked like winning the race and had, probably had Botox has beat when he fell. Um, but it it was a nothing sort of race and it, it could be a bit of a confidence booster uh, he hadn't won over fences until then and is um, a horse that I, they rate in high regard and, and 
some nice runs in behind some nice horses, including Sporting John uh, in the Silly Isles. Um, I think an unchanged mark of one three eight is is certainly like I understand why they've done that because any any higher and I'd be worried. If he was a little bit lower in the handicap, I may fancy him, but he's a well, horse I've got a bit of time for. I'd I'd be hoping they'll have Niall Hulahan back on. Yeah, to take the five off. Yeah. That'd be what I'd be doing if I were Richard Rowe. You know, his course form at Cheltenham is decent. You know, he was placed behind Captain Tomcat in a big field handicap hurdle last season. Obviously, it's taken him a while to get to get going over fences, but it was one that just struck me that I thought, oh, he's 25 and I could I could see him potentially going closer than the odds suggest there, mate. Uh, I, I really like Zanza. When he when he jumps properly, he's better than his one four four mark. He's one four four because he doesn't jump well. Uh, I thought he was fine at Exeter last time. Or would you rather him over two miles or two four? That that was going to be my point. He's not one who strikes me entirely as being blatantly a, a ten pound better horse up in trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas. I'd, I'd I'd like to try and win a win a good two mile handicap with him first, but I can completely you know see the angle for him. And if he is declared, I find it interesting that they're going for this. Uh, you've mentioned a lot of them. I look simply the bets were so good in the plate two seasons ago, and he's only five pounds higher. First time up for Paul Nichols. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, while the law sixes and simply the bets is sixteens, it should be the other way around. Yeah, the market's got that part wrong. But it worries me why the law six to one. Because, because what's he showing at home to be that price? Or maybe everyone just thinks he's, you know, maybe everyone just remembers how he was in his younger days and the reputation he gathered for himself and thinks he's going to be a, you know, a superb animal. But let, let's be honest. He's officially rated 149 the law. I think he's run to that mark three times over fences in his life. As in, I, I think like, I think Spirit of the Game has run to his current mark pretty much every time they've asked him to. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and arguably, arguably Spirit of the Game's though well exposed. He's on a mark we know he can operate from. The law, you know, he made such a striking chasing debut at this meeting in 2018 where he battered Dynamite Dollars and Claim and Taking Fog and, and Deffy Desai. But he, he never, ever backed that up. Never. And I, I just don't know whether people think he's better than I think he is. Yeah. He's always been a bit of a hype horse, hasn't he? Yeah, because it was one of the most taking chasing debuts you would ever see. But then he got battered in the Henry VIII, didn't he? Yeah. It was, if I remember rightly, it was really foggy that day and you didn't really see an awful lot of the race and he just was nowhere. Yeah. Did nothing at Cheltenham. Nothing in the McGull after that. All right, he ran a couple of good races 
over course and distance two seasons ago. Last two starts of but you know, he's pulled up in them both. I just do not get I don't get it. I don't get why this horse is sixty one. He's sixty one because the name is P Nichols. Like Kashari having left Willie Mullins won at eighties last week. Yeah. And the only reason for that was because it was David Christie, the man, yeah. who won the race with him. Now, Kashari's recent form, and I, I, I know on paper the switch from Woolacott to Nichols is, is clearly a much more positive than Mullins to Christie. But Kashari's recent form was ten times better than what the Lord done. I, look, I just can't, I can't have it. Six to one, I think it's. Oh, you see, if I if I say I think it's the worst price that I've ever seen, say it. Bound to win. Lamar is the worst price I've ever seen. He won't win. He hasn't come close to winning a race for three years now. It, there's been nothing positive to take from anything he's done since new since January 2020. Uh, you are completely guessing if you're backing him at six to one. And on the list of horses, I'd like to back in it right this race at the current prices. He would be bottom. Yes, that's what we want. We're off the fence and we're giving it large. Good lad. He's nine now. He's not going to be improving. He, he was never as good as people thought he was. He only beat Dynamite Dollars, who at that time was a summer jumper who who had medium hurdles. Whoa. No, Jim. I like we, we all we all love Dynamite Dollars, but that's what he was at the time, was he not? No, he wasn't. He was the winner of the Arkle. An Arkle that the Lord pulled up in. His grade one win over hurdles at Aintree. Let's go and have a look at that. Vision the Flow, The Mighty Bedrock, Mind's Eye, Cool Anley. Not a grade one. Listed race at Kelso. Uh, <laughs> uh, he can't win. Sorry. There we go. So all you Lalala Lalala <laughs> fans, uh, start ripping them anti-post dockets up now. Don't don't rip them up. I'll, I'll sign them. If he wins, I'll sign them for you. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a public apology? Uh, no, I never apologise for having an opinion, Jim. Uh, I'll just look like a twat. <laughs> Fair I'm enough. Sure that's enough. Uh, did you mention Caribbean Boy? I did. <laughs> Again, he's another one with one one very good performance that makes him look potentially well handicapped and ran well enough in the plate, I guess, at, at Cheltenham over Christmas. He wouldn't be one I'd rule out either. Although, again, he's another horse we dislike because his name's spelt wrong. Uh, <laughs> Midnight Shadow for me in the Paddy Power. Uh, Dost or Phil for me at a price. And it will be Midnight Shadow for me in any race of this nature for at least the next two years. Uh, the Paddy Power Games Handicap Hurdle, a listed race over three miles, Jim. Proschema, 7-2, five to beat Bally Millsy, 13-2. Dragon Bone, 7-1. On the blind side, Dandy Mag. Valentino, Dancer, Tens and Twelves on a gathering Silom, Kansas City Chief. Sporting John is entered, as is Elegant Escape, as is the Big Dog. A Grand National Trial over hurdles, Jimbo. It certainly looks like it. 
Uh, there's some slow horses at, at bigger prices um, in this. And a horse who I certainly didn't think was slow going into this season would, would be Prashima. But obviously that three-mile um, West Yorkshire hurdle at Weatherby, uh, given a very patient ride by Harry Skelton, unlike uh, the race after that, um, was was a, a better run than I was expecting. I, I thought Prashima was a horrendous price at sevens. Uh, I didn't think she'd stay. Uh, she didn't think he'd stay uh, three miles in 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 a well, ever. Um, but I think she stayed it out well. Beat Paisley Park. Looking at the horses in behind, um, he all a bit. He was in form. Uh, had already run early on in the season, um, so did have that fitness edge on them. But uh, backing up fairly quickly here. Uh, into a handicap, um, I think Prashima will be more than likely the winner of this uh, if runs anything like last time. I thought Bally Millsy looked very slow at Newton Abbott. Um, beat some slow horses as well. Um, did it well, but I think two mile seven might not be far enough for him. Um, he's got two wins to his name over three mile two, uh, which says enough. It, it's a very slow race, isn't it? Uh, oh, it's hilarious. I, I, I really like Bally Millsy, and I think he's still a well-handicapped horse off 135, and I can see him going well here. But he, you know, amongst the horses he beat <laughs> last time out, were Ramsey's the Tay and Highland National in a Cyclop. <laughs> to be fair, who's a, who's a plodder? I, I, I think, I don't want to put Blackjack Kentucky into something like this, but I think he's also a plodder as well. Um, it's it's not a race I'm overly inspired about, um, but Kansas City Chief could be lining up. Um, I know he'll have to pull out a bit more off a off a five pound higher mark, but it was some some atmosphere cheering at home Kansas City last time, and um, like you said, it's it's a bit of a national trial. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think Paschema wins this. I think he looks thoroughly unexposed as a staying hurdler in his first try at the discipline. Was really, really impressive chasing indefatigable home in the West Yorkshire hurdle last time out. Only up three pounds, so that he's the one they have to beat. Bally Mills is a staying hurdler going places though, and he's the right second favourite. Dragon Bones in a, in a handicap after her second to Barden's Town Lad as well. It was a good performance and, you know, it's a sort of one where I look at, I look at those top in the betting and I think, yep, yep, yep. Can see the case for them all. Trying to be clever and looking for value. They're all horses who seem out of form, have been off for a while, or are better at something else. Yeah. Well, Prashima, what, what would be your target with him at Cheltenham, for example? Uh, John, I don't know. Would you give him a potent? I don't know. I thought you'd be loving this because it's a staying hurdle. That's not called the potent qualifier. Yeah, to be honest, I, I have one winning a potent and I get all excited. Christ. Yeah, but no... Uh, I don't know, because I don't know what it'll be rated by the end of the season. I'd be sur- Could you see him ending up being a staying hurdler? Yeah, 100%. I could end, I could see him ending up there. Because there, there isn't a standout. It doesn't take much to bridge the gap from good staying handicap hurdler to graded level performer. As we've seen last season with Flooring Potter, and obviously indefatigable, you know, 18 months ago was primarily a handicapper. You know, it doesn't, doesn't take much at all. Uh, 
And Paschima wins this, and he's rated in the low 150s, and that puts him within the best 10 staying hurdles either side of the Irish Sea. Yeah, fair enough. So I wouldn't say that. It wouldn't surprise me, and I, I know, obviously Dan's mentioned this is a plan for all mankind. I'm not sure whether I'd see him yet as an out-and-out Cheltenham, Cheltenham horse. I I wouldn't mind going down the National Spirit Aintree route. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Well, and then entry. Yeah, I can see that. But look, there are a lot of variables in the meantime. Uh, I'd, I'd, that's probably a hundred to one shot that that happens. Uh, but I've said it now, so I can brag if it does. Jim <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dusart might be running in the three twenty-five. The Paddy Powell feel like a favourite intermediate hurdle. Seven to two to win that unexpected party is jocked up at six to one for the skeletons. Uh, Scatman's in this as well, but we said declared Friday. Mac or Duff, and one who I thought was a little bit overpriced at ten to one, Jim Benson, who is yeah. jocked up under Lee Edwards. Yeah, a horse who has beaten Belfast Banter, uh, which Dusart has not. It's a fair thing to say, and Benson's last last start was a a very very decent fourth. In the Betfair Exchange Trophy, form done well there by buzzing, not so sleepy. Certainly. Um, you'd have to agree that was a really good run. Early on in his career, he was a bit of a... Well, I, I can't really put my finger on I want to say a tear away, because it's that, when, he, when he sort of refused in that contender's hurdle, you thought, well, A, you thought, why are you running him here? Uh, first time over hurdles, and B... Uh, Nearly won. You are? He nearly won. I know. <laughs> yeah, and he ran out. And, and then he's continued his progression uh, throughout this. Heavy ground certainly suits him. I know he's got a win on good to firm ground at Hereford. But that was in a, a lesser race of this quality. And uh, I think he does have better form on, on softer ground. So the heavens would need to open for him at Cheltenham. But at 10-1, to 1, I'd rather be backing him than Dusart, who... Especially, I, I, I know it was really breathtaking, him beating Soaring Glory, and the farm has taken so many positives from that since. I just, he just never, he just looked very slow at entry, I thought. Uh, and his jumping was poor. I think in a, in a handicap like this, he could just get found out a little bit the first time. Carrying lumping 12 stone three round, um, I don't think it'd be his ideal scenario. Um, are you surprised they're staying over hurdles with him? Do start? Yeah. No, he's had two starts, you know, under rules in his life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going chasing with him yet. He's a young horse. Uh, take your time. If you want to start him out in this, a fairly on paper, a, a fairly easy reintroduction, given given the terms he'll get. Uh, no, this, this is exactly what I'd do with him, mate, if I'm honest. Fair, fair. Um, probably get a bit more experience under the belt. But I'll be looking forward to seeing him out, but I'll probably be taking him on with something on the day. And it will probably be Benson. Fair enough, mate. Uh, there's also the, the infamous listed bumper uh, at 3.55. Let's hope they turn the lights on this time. <laughs> Everyone loves this bumper. Everyone. Yeah, it's good fun, isn't it? Uh Moving on to Sunday, Jimbo. I guess the opening 
novice chase over three miles can produce a decent horse. Won by the big breakaway last season. Does he know? Already a dual winner over fences is entered. Three under through five. Who does he know? Beat first time up at Chepstow, if I remember rightly. He was. He's in there as well. Streets of Doyen, an Oscar elite, who, like for his three under through five, took part in the Albert Bartlett last season. Mint condition, who was a handicap hurdler. I had a lot of time for her last year. That lot, all in there, Jim. I mean, if they all go, do you see it's a little bit of a rematch between Does He Know and Free Under Through Five? Yes. Yes? Go. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're the, the, the main two that we'd, we'd focus on for this race. Um, I don't like how Free Under Through Five jumps. I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't like what he did at Chepstow and I didn't like how he jumped at Exeter. He needs to be found a stride to jump the fence well. And that can take a lot out of a horse. Um, I know he won at Exeter, but I don't think the horses in behind were anything special. Than, and they're a lot more exposed in comparison to him. But I didn't like the fact he had to be asked to jump them. I, 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 whereas Juzzy, no, I feel can just brush through them. Um, three under through five just seemed to be a bit sketchy at a few. And I, I just didn't like what he did. I I'm sure his jumping will brush up. It was only his second year start, so you can understand why it was. But it wasn't something that made me think, yeah, he's a natural chaser. I, I know um, that he certainly looks like one. But I'm, I'm not as hot on three under through five as, as some people are. Oscar Elite going chasing this season needs a bit of a dig underfoot. We saw him second in the Albert Bartlett. Uh, and he'd be... Um, and he was behind a high senior in the Sefton novice hurdle entry as well. So placed at both festivals um, since stepping up to three miles. And um, I'll be looking forward to seeing him out if he goes cheer, if he turns up, especially on this fairly quick ground that it is currently at Cheltenham. A, a bit of dig underfoot would be helpful for him. But does he know? I think is is a solid option. Um, I think he would have uh, beat under supervision in the end if he hadn't tried to jump the rail. Um, but Oscar, I'd be wary of Oscar Elite, especially with the stable on fire. Yeah, that's all fair, mate. I agree. I think if does, you know, comes easy one, they've got to beat again. I just think he's got another gear that three under three five doesn't have. Yeah. You know, does he know, I, I probably see as being a horse who's going to compete over, over three miles long term. Three under three five will be a Welsh national type in the future. And over and over three miles, I'd be happy to go for the horse. I think he's the quickest. Uh, the Juicin Click and Collect handicap chase, really interesting. This again, we don't have final decks. It's sort of race. I absolutely adore. But there are some prices. Empire the Mold nine to two five to be Yalarenki at sixes. Hawkswell sevens, eights go another one. Port Stanley nines. Ramsey's the Tay tens. Tiger Roll. 12s, Rocky's Treasure, Storm Control, and 14 to 1. Bar them. Jim Empire de Mold coming down to Cheltenham after a good win at uh, Kelso last time out. It's a different kettle official coming down here and taking on the Southerners. Yeah, um, I was very impressed with what he did. He beat some experienced chase rivals, Big River, Dingo Dollar, Vintage Clouds. Uh, and he jumped them silly. He jumped so well. Um, 
and he always looked in, in control of the race at all stages. Um, I wouldn't say he's, he looks a slow boat, but um, last time he, he looked like he'd relished the trip more than the others, and that's saying something. So the extra furlong here, I won't be worried about. I can understand why he's favourite. Up £5, which I think he's slightly generous in the end. Um, in a race I'm not overly enthusiastic with, he's probably where I'd be signing. Um, they don't want to be winning this with Tiger Roll, do they? Because uh, he's got a national mark will go up, so there's no point in crying about that already. Um, Yalavenki's entirely solid um, around Cheltenham in races sorts of like this. Uh, and the rest of the field are just slow boats, which you're a massive fan on, so I'll, I'll shut up and, and let you take control. Well, it's not a race I have massive opinion on this time, to be fair, because I don't think there's a huge angle in it. If there's a horse who's going to be well ahead of his mark, I agree, I think it's Empire the Mold, and that's why he's the right favourite. You know, some of his some of his form over two miles suggests he might be able to compete off 137 anyway, but he looks a, he looks a, a strong stayer. And I agree, 137 is, isn't overburdening him. He's probably the right favourite. Yalarenki just goes well. He's still rated 157. You know, it might might be a bit of an ask for him to, to give that much weight away here. But generally, again, he had a good campaign last season. I think he was he was solid enough throughout. And, and, and you know, you, you know what you're going to get with him. Similar comments... Apply, I guess, to Ramsey's Detey, who just edged out Yalarenki by a short head in this last season. Perhaps didn't quite kick on as much as Yala did after that. But he has race fitness on his side, like we mentioned, third behind Bally Mills. A fair way third as well. It must must be worth adding behind him at Newton Abbott last time out. Maybe I'd, I'd be less convinced about... Ramsey's to stay still being at that same level as I would be with Yalarenke, despite Ramsey's being two years younger. Uh, got another one ran, ran all right last time they brought him out uh, over to England at the at the previous Cheltenham meeting. Hawks Wells a horse I thought ran a couple of really eye catching races in a novice hurdler several seasons ago now. And he just began to put it together over fences uh, towards the back end of last season. In fact, once he sent him over fences, he, he thrived. One, two, he's won two out of three. The last last of them in really, really easy fashion at Kempton a couple of weeks ago. He's up £9 for that. Again, look, he's taken a step from a class four into a grade three. Uh, he's one that could be... A, a real spanner in the works, but I, I, I like to, I like, or at least have reason to be fully confident that a horse I'm siding with is going to be capable of beating his rivals. Uh, I think Hawkswell might be well handicapped, but I'm not sure whether he could be well handicapped enough in this. He's interesting though, and he'll be worth watching. Uh, again, Port Stanley, another Irish raider, has some good form. In beginners chasers last season remains a maiden, but runner up on three occasions last year, including to Aramax, probably most notably at Fairy House. He was also third behind Asterion for Longe and walk away in a in a really competitive novice chase at the Punchestown Festival. 
tries to go up to three miles plus for the first time here. Uh, again, interesting. But the one, the one who stuck out to me, Jim, has been potentially, potentially well handicapped is Achille, who had a really, really productive campaign last season without winning. Uh, runner up behind West Approach. Uh, at Cheltenham, sorry, two two seasons ago in this race, had several, well, I want to say several years off, about a year and a half off, ran a huge race first time back up in the classic chase when he was second to not a chance, second again to Lord Dominion in the national trail, and I thought he was fine, uh, went fourth in the Midlands national, never threatened to win that, sorry, he was sixth in the Midlands national, not fourth, I don't know where I got fourth from, uh, but he was sixth in that, was ridden fairly quietly and just kind of plodded on from the rear. He's off one four one here again. I think I think his form last season merits him to go go close off that sort of rating. Charlie Deutsch traditionally does quite well at this meeting as well. If you look at jockey stats, uh, our friend James Flaherty, who obviously contributed to the turf talk, so has got a fantastic article about this meeting and angles and edges that that generally tend to be profitable at the November meeting up on up on the At The Races website, and one of those is Charlie Deutsch is a jockey to have on side uh, at the Cheltenham November meeting. He'll likely ride a killer. And he's 16 to 1. I, I think there's very few questions he has to answer. Good course form. Should be able to compete off this mark, and we know he stays. Nice. I, uh, 16 to 1 could be a bit of each-way value. Yeah, that'd be, that, that'd be my each-way bet, Jim. If I were good to have one in this race, it'd be a killer each way at 16. Fair. Not a race I'm overly inspired about. The slur chase, Jim. This could be good. This is a race I'm inspired about. Yeah. Good horses racing against each other. What's that? What's gone wrong? <laughs> have, they, have they got the wrong date in the diary from November to March? What we need to do, Jim, to solve this is to split this up into three two-runner affairs. And then everything will be good with the world. And do it do it as a match bet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Port of Catalan versus New New Negra, Sky Pirate versus Politolog. <laughs> what a complete juxtaposition that is! A horse that out and out gallops from the front and tries his hardest every time he runs against a rogue. <laughs> and Rouge versus Bundar. Well, there you are, Jim. Jim just ran through all six runners. Put the kettle on seven to four, five. Nubinegra is two to one. Sky Pirate is seven to two. Politolog is five to one. Imagine telling me this time last year, and I will say it every time, but imagine telling me this time last year that in 12 months, Sky Pirate would be a shorter price to win a grade two over two miles than the reigning champion chaser. <laughs> Funny in it. Ah, oh, mate, mate. I think I'd have needed therapy. Uh, Rouge with his eights, Bundoran fifties. He's a good lad, and he's probably better off in the handicap. Uh, but the top five, Jim, you can make reasonable cases for all of them. Yeah, certainly can. Um, put the kettle on one this last year. Obviously, as a love affair with Cheltenham, um, having. Four starts over over two miles over over two miles around Cheltenham, uh, and she's won all of them. Um, not seen to best effect at other tracks. Um, however, here she seems to light up and be a completely different animal. 
Um, but this is this is a hot race for a reappearance. Um, I don't think she's ever ha- she didn't have anything like this in 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 the race last year, other than Defi Desai, who never really got to see the best of him. Um, so I'm probably going to look to take her on. I know I know she's probably most rock solid better for ma- many people of the week, but um, there's a lot of nice horses in behind that I think will be also competitive on debut. Uh, you look at Nube Negra, um, second to put the kettle on in the, in the champion chase. Um, jumping was a little bit sketchy, um, and on a different day, I think Nube Negra could have won the race. Uh, not something I ever thought was going to happen after uh, not seeing him for for such a long time. And is an odd horse, sort of oddly campaigned in general, because I've never I never thought he'd be winning a chase when he was a juvenile hurdler. Um, but new, I respect. I think New Bay Negra should be fair, personally. Um, so two to one is a bit of value towards me. Politolog, you know what you're going to get with him. I know we didn't see him. Uh, at Cheltenham last year um, but uh, he'll lead and he'll try and out jump them, out steer them and be given a very positive ride by Harry Cobden um, put the kettle on, will be challenging for that so it'll be interesting to see how easy a lead he gets um, I probably won't think he's think he will because normally put the kettle on, he's ridden fairly prominently New Bay Negra held up, Sky Pirate held up, Rouge Viff will be they're in the middle with Bundar and so uh, a fascinating race tactics wise if Politolo gets his own way out front I think he could dominate this field but put the kettle on will be there pestering him all the way which could set it up for Nubay Negra who is probably where I'm going to be siding at the minute Fair enough Jim I'm like you I don't think I've I've ever batched put the kettle on my block in my life no, I haven't, and but yet she's such an admirable mare. Yeah, I, I, I have, I have no reason to knock her as a racehorse whatsoever. Ultra likeable, but I always want to get a beat. Yes, I don't, I don't think. She, well, I want to say champion chase, but I want to say I don't think she's that good. <laughs> like but even when she won the champion chase, I thought Grenadine. I think she was jamming. Yeah, I think Grenadine should have won it, or Newbay Negri if he'd have jumped. I I I think you run. I think you assemble those horses in that running last season champion chase again. Yeah, ten. This, this, this might sound so disrespectful, and if she goes and wins the slur again, I'll sound so silly. And I said very similar things about her before the race last year. But you assemble the horses who run in the champion chase and run that again. She could very very feasibly finish fourth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on on a day, no, I think Nubi Negri looked like the best horse on the day, and just had poor luck. I'll, I'll say, I just think it was an off day for Shaq and Paul Swire. I've, I've I've said that multiple times, and I'd, even at Cheltenham, if you were to give me even money, the pair of them, I'd be all over Shaq and Paul Swire in a rematch at Cheltenham. Uh, and like you've mentioned, Grenadine as well, Jimmy, you think you think should have won the race. So that makes me want to have a go at her. <sighs> Nubi Negri was good last season. He was good last season, like I said. He, he, he very on another day probably will be the champion chaser. Uh, and they they tried to go with Alahol and Shaq and Parsois at Punchestown, and that didn't work. He's just not as quick as CPS or as good as him, and he wasn't. You know, he had his heart broken really by trying to 
trying to keep tabs on him early. The one who just strikes me as overpriced is Politologue. Is it possible he's still better than these? Because he didn't run in the champion chase last season. You know, he was exceptionally good in the Tingle Creek. Yeah. Exceptionally good. And then he was beaten by a little bit of a specialist in first flow who loves Ascot, loves a bog, and was given uh, a Master Bass Masterclass. A Master Bass Masterclass. (laughs) From the front in the Clarence house. Okay. Yeah, below form. Uh, in the Melon Chase after that. But generally, you know, his record first time up is fine. And he's 5-1. to one. I'm, I'm not convinced that he's done with yet. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I certainly... The only thing is pressure for the lead and will put the kettle on be pestering for the lead more than likely. Which, that's my only worry. Sky Pirate can do that as well. <laughs> well, he can, he can, you know, it's, it, it, they, they won't let them all have each, have it their own way. They'll, they'll go quicker and Politolog stays, as does put the kettle on, to be fair. Yeah, so it's an interesting looking race. I, I, I'm probably going to be new being Negra, and it sounds by the sounds of it, you are as well. Um, if, if, if Nicky bottles the Tingle Creek with Shiskin, this will be the. This might be the best uh, two mile chase you have in Britain before the champion chase. Yeah, that that could be a fair enough analogy. Very possibly, nothing ever turns up in the desert, Hawkins, does it? Uh, <laughs> and the game spirit that always gets won by a novice. It feels <laughs> like anyway. Uh, the Great Wood Gym at two fifty five, big handicap hurdle. Emmett Mullins. Won it last season with the shunter. All fair and square. Uh, no ordinary Joe. 11-2, Fav. West Cork, 13-2. Two very, very interesting horses at the top of the betting. Good old Adagio. We all like him. He's not old. He's old? Oh, I was going to say, poor fella. It feels like an old boy, though, because he's just a, a good, a good solid grafter, isn't he? Uh, but Adagio, sevens. Hadex Desobos, nine. Tritonics, tens. 12s, Advanced Virgo, then 14s, Campron, Cormier, Glory and Fortune, and Jesse Evans, 16 to 1, bar them. Nothing immediately striking me at the top of the market, Jim. I mean, you've got no ordinary Joe who's won two small fields. Piss poor. Yeah, dog wank novice hurdles <laughs> in the summer as favourite. And then West Cork, who no one's seen, who no one's seen since what February twenty twenty. Yeah, but I do find him fascinating here. He was a horse that I had a, a lot of time for. Um, he beat Mister Coffee in a novice hurdle. Uh, absolutely jumped silly that day. Uh, and round Huntingdon beat a, a a lesser field. But he's a horse I I, I am looking forward to seeing back. Uh, obviously off with an injury. Um, behind Highway 102 who hasn't exactly done a lot for the form but there are a few nice horses in behind who we've already mentioned um, who bring positives to the form but could I be backing him first time out in a race like this? Probably not um, not for me at all 
Um, and I can understand what you say, Lewis. I'll let you go first on this. What do you fancy in the race? 33 to 1, Roland Vaughan. Ooh, go on. You weren't expecting that, were you? No, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't at all. Horse I've liked for a while. Uh, I put him up at a, a fairly big price on the podcast last season when he turned up in a. He was declared for a Sussex champion hurdle and then he was a non runner. And then I didn't back him when he went and run at Aintree instead. He, he, uh, they avoided they avoided the race I put him in my nap comp for. And then the next the start after when he actually did turn up, I just completely ignored him like an absolute stiff. Uh, but so he won a dead competitive handicap at Aintree, beating Camprond, bold enough, Leon Cavallo, you know, good yardsticks for the level at the Grand National meeting last season. Also fourth. In the Swinton, ran at Market Raisin first time up in September in the Prelude. wasn't quite at his best there, but ran a good race. I'd consider a good race. Went fourth in the Silver Trophy at Chepstow. Orby's Legend, the winner, was a you know horse very very unexposed as a handicapper. Did they leave you out to very very well handicapped horse at his best as well with a good claimer on board. I'm ordinary. We, to be fair, bounced back from from out of nowhere, really. But those are the three who finished ahead of him. I think that that's that's good form. You know, Preschema was in behind. The place behind Roland Ward comes here off the same marker and he's 33 to one. But I think three of his last four runs have been solid. You know, in big field handicaps off similar marks. I don't get why he's 33s, mate. And he's he's jocked up with Brian Hughes on board. He'll be down towards the foot of the weights. We know he can compete in this sort of event off a mark of one three one. What's not I'd... to like about that? No, I'm 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 backing him. Fair enough. Each way. Uh, um, I, don't, I, I think you've made many a case there. Um, this isn't a race I'm overly enthusiastic for. I thought that, I thought the jockey booking of Harry Cobden on Jesse Evans Evans was uh, eye catching. Uh, fourth in the Galway hurdle behind Soldier, Milkwood and Cape Gentleman. Um, Cape Gentleman's been hosing up in some nice novice chases. Um, that was a good run and we'd seen him on the flat as well. Jesse Evans uh, on the flat winning comfortably in, in a nothing sort of race. Uh, he's clearly coming here in, in good form from the flat. Uh, fit enough from that. I think a mark of one, four, three years probably about fair enough. I know he won that handicap hurdle off of one three one, but that fourth behind Soldier in the Galway hurdle, I thought was an excellent run. Um, and a, a bigger field seems to suit him, which I think this will be. Um, only a five-year-old, and I think he'll probably where I'll be siding with at the minute. What price is Jesse Evans again, Lou? Sixteens, mate. Sorry, fourteens. I think I'll probably play him each way. It's not a race I'm. I've got a particularly great record in a race I particularly enjoy watching. Um, I, I never get too hyped up with the Great Wood Hurdle Farm, but um, maybe I should have last last year, and it might have served me in better stead. But um, Adagio's rock solid. We saw him last season in, in juvenile hurdles and trying his heart out towards the end. And like you said, you feel like he's an old boy because he he danced every dance last year. But at the age of four, you still expect a little bit more to come. Um, Camperon's in here, who won the Persian War early season. Um, I just think he's slightly overrated, personally. Um, the form of that 
Persian war isn't as good as maybe people were hoping it were going to be. Um, but and I can't get a grip on no ordinary Joe, and I don't know about West Cork, so a, a complete head scratcher. Where I'll probably when when the final decks, I'll have a proper look at a bigger price. That's fair enough, mate. I I do think West Cork is potentially very very well handicapped. He's a uh, second in the dovecut to Highway One or Two. It's good form. Highway One or Two maybe not kicked on as much as people would have thought, but Kid Commander and Buzz are better than one, three, four horses. Buzz especially now, you know, and West Cork's getting getting to run off that rating. Here, so if he's ready first time up, you know, he's clearly going to be a well-handicapped horse, but Roland Ward is just the wrong price for me. And uh, I, I think he sh- I don't see any reason why he can't go well at 33s. Just yep. seems solid. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention at Cheltenham? This weekend, Jim, obviously, there's, there's, there's another novice hurdle there if I like to move it as favourite, but you can't see all of the tenant turning up. Yeah, there's not an awful lot I'm enthusiastic about. Um, just, I think Friday's going to be my day, main day, really. Dear, well, shall we have our nap comp time? Sounds like it, yeah. I'll let you go first this week, pal. Um, my nap of the weekend will come in the handicap chase, the two mile on the Friday. Magic Saint with Angus Chalida books. Um, 100 to 30, I think he'll go very close. My next best will be Scatman for the same connection, well, for the same trainer in Paul Nichols with Scat, uh, Scatman in the conditional hurdle. Um, and on Saturday, I will. Oh, I, did, I, I, I haven't written down, and for some reason I haven't wrote a third best down. Uh, I'll go Prashima in the handicap hurdle. I think he'll go very close. My nap's going to be Scatman. Uh, well, I would. Can I say that because he's he's not the price I've taken. I don't know whether whether I'd be as keen on him at eleven to four. I've said it now. Let's stick with it. Let's say it with my chest. Scatman on the nap of the week uh, at 110. I thought it was a cracking, cracking price at sixes. And that, that, that's, that, they're, they're the glasses with which I'm seeing him. I'm not, I'm not sure whether he, you know, in a 21 race handicap debutant off, off 110 would usually be the sort of, the sort of horse I'd, I'd be napping, but. He's clearly got so much more potential than a one-two-two horse. So I can I can see that. Uh, my next best, I like to move it in the Grade Two novice hurdle on Sunday. The Sharp, uh, you know, I was dead impressed by what he did in beating Tritonic last time out. It gives weight away, but I think he should be up to it. And my my third best, let's have it Roland Ward each way. Fair enough. Let's go for a 33-1 to one shot. Jim, thanks for being here, mate. I've enjoyed that. Cheltenham's always good fun. I might even go down myself on Saturday. Are you? Possibly. Yeah. I'm considering it. That'd be a good trip out, and um, hopefully the weather stays fine for you, but I'd like a little bit of dig underfoot for the, for the conditions. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Good jumping ground. Good jump racing. Yep. Certainly is. Thank you very much for hosting, Lou. Aye. No problem, someone's got to. Uh, 
Thanks to rating the races for the for the continued support. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll see you all again next week. Stay safe.